Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Pretty Litter. It's springtime. Get your dick up. Oh, sorry. That's oh, what? Nope, there. not this. No. Sorry. Sorry, we got so many ads. Pretty, right. litter, is... pretty litter is delivered in discreet packages. <laughs> discreet <laughs> packaging, and it smells nice. Rather, it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra-absorbent, lightweight, low-dust. One six-pound bag works right for a month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. In the Unfortunately, red pill. no one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix is. You have yeah. to piss on it to find out. <laughs> like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect it. See that cat dressed in red? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Look, Look again. again. <laughs> Pretty Litter also ships free. You think that's free. piss your breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. Don't have to have big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. Have to my cat's those. just been taking a dump in the desert of the real. Ah! <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things. One time my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like, dodge this. I hate this litter box. One time it's I'm the like... smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I just like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. It gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to prettylitter.com slash daddies. That's prettylitter.com slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy, prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. last time I got Pretty Litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dungeons & Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. His name is Glenn Close. He's a rock and roll Christmas cover band dad slash bard incarcerated in the meth based supermax like uh, a few days ago. He has no identity as a father in the United States or Faerun. Parentally speaking, he does not exist. Fatherly decisions have a way of coming back to haunt you. Glenn Close, for the crime of being a bad dad, I sentence you to a life sentence in time jail. The dad they replaced you with becomes your greatest threat. Battery of VX gas rockets is presently deployed for a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. Dad, you do the best impression of Brigadier General Francis Hummel played by Ed Harris, my favorite character from The Rock. And the dads that totally suck compared to you become your only hope. Henry Oak. Daryl, are you sure you're ready to bust Glenn out of prison? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers are always going on about their best. It's really a toxic mindset. You know, we really need to rethink the whole loser-winner paradigm. You know, I read a great piece about that in the New Yorker. Daryl Wilson. Listen, I'm just a stay-at-home coach dad. I drive a Honda Odyssey, a white one, so why don't you just cut me some freaking slack? Ron Sampler. 
Do you like the Elton John song Rocket Man? Well, I don't because maybe he has time to go up in rockets and talk about being a man, but I am a man. I'm a businessman. That's why I like the song Taking Care of Business, also by Elton John. And that new guy, Jody Foster, who sucks. I will not give that order! I will not repeat that order! I will not give that order! What the hell is wrong with you, man? Hey, hey, language, buddy. Sorry, Dad, this scene just gets me so pumped. This summer, all that stands between Glenn Close and Oblivion is my own damn self. That's right, I'm fussing out of here, fuckers! Welcome everyone to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. This is a D&D podcast about forefathers from our world flung into a fantastic realm of magic, wonder, and glory in a quest to rescue their lost children. Dang it, Jimmy. You're doing better voices than us, too? Like, No, oh, better voices than you, Freddy. He's taking your job right now. Yeah, it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> and let's not forget, we're hanging out with our flavorful friend, Glenn, as well. Guest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jimmy Wong. I play the fictional father, Jody mm. Foster. I make sure to say fictional now because of Will, because I want to make sure that no one confuses what I'm doing here with reality. Now, Jimmy, is this one of these things where, like, you're saying fictional because we're going to find out that Jody isn't real later on, and then you were like, I said he was mm. fictional, the whole Ooh. time it was right in front of your Ooh. face that I would be like so to, cool I'm putting all my chips in on that I'm saying right now that's what's going on and I'm calling it anyway my dad fact this time around the first time Jody ever smoked a cigarette was to prove to his son Nicholas just how uncool it was um, and so he was like trying to play it cool and being like, yeah, you might see kids in the back doing this. And he like took a long drag, but had literally never smoked in his life. He just accidentally like inhaled too much smoke. It got stuck in his stomach. Basically, the entire thing really did prove how uncool it was just because Jody looked awful doing it. And he hacked up along afterwards. So that was like the first time he smoked cigarettes? Yes. yes. What if he's he like fucking smokers, loved but... it? What if he like, he's like, oh, now I see the appeal. <laughs> what like, person loves a cigarette the first time they smoke it? These menthols go down smooth. He's been chasing that high ever since. You can't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What square cop? Okay. Never smoked a cigarette. Does he drink? Uh, yeah, he'll sip on stuff, but he's not like a heavy <laughs> That's a line before bed. Yeah, he'll sip on stuff. Well, he read online that red wine is really good for <laughs> yeah, you, so he just mom. always has, uh, oh, yeah, he, and, and, and it's not great, it's box wine sometimes, just because it's, you know, more affordable. Franzia, oh dude. Yeah, yeah, Jody's a Franzia mom, just like me. <laughs> I feel like Jody has one wine glass that he's got, like, a name on it, you know, like Big Mama or something, and that's, like, the only thing he drinks out of. Just says no whining. No yeah, 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 very no, good. That's no amazing. Wine. He definitely, like, went on eBay and bought the My House, My Rules, or My Coffee, the, that mug from uh, uh, Knives Out. He thought that was amazing too yeah he immediately bought it hey jimmy it's one dad fact per fact please <laughs> yeah. save that heat you for know i gotta time. catch up y'all are like at 52 yeah, yeah, or gotta catch now. up he's gotta stack them yeah hey everybody my name is matt arnold i play daryl wilson a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian upon entering this magical fantastical world of elves and goblins and swords and axes so a little dad fact for you a little daryl fact I just thought I was going to just keep it simple. So Daryl, kind of going to the hygiene world. Um, it's been mm-hmm. a while since we've talked about our various hygiene. I mean, um, he was God. farting in beds like two episodes ago. So That's not, hyge- <laughs> that's not a hygiene. Hey, you're right. It's not hygienic. <laughs> Look, when you categorize my dad facts, that goes in the bedroom games category, not the hygiene category. This is a hygiene Dude, I've already established <laughs> that oh, falls no. under the category of respect and the lack of it. <laughs> so... Sort of like Henry, Daryl doesn't shower or he doesn't bathe. 
Oh. Daryl's favorite thing is he does what he likes to call a tropical waterfall, which is showering and bathing at the same time. See, so he likes to put a little, no. he fills up the bathtub a little bit, and then he likes to sit in it and turn on the shower. And then when you let the drain go, it kind of equalizes, like as much water goes as drains. And then he just closes his eyes and he likes to pretend he's in a different place. He's in the Caribbean. He's in a little pool and there's a waterfall showering on his head. It's like one of his favorites, like the way he meditates. It's very nice. I used to do that. And then when I heard that that one guy on Reply All does it, I was like... Okay, we get that a lot of people do this. It doesn't mean that it's right to think about fucking 45-year-old man doing it. Now it's not cool. It's definitely not right. You're, like, wasting twice the amount of water, right? But when I was, like, 12, like, it was fine. But, like, to think of a... A grown man doing it's it. like he's like a sexy lady under a waterfall kind of move. Like, I mean, that's like, not what he's thinking about. He just yeah, he don't, throws his hair back. He likes to be in a bathtub. He likes the feeling of water around him. He likes the feeling of water falling on his head. It's just yeah, it just feels All nice. Right. That's actually twice as much bathing and showering as Henry. Yeah, does. exactly. <laughs> Way more. Yeah, it's, it's very clean. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Speaking of Henry, I'm Will Campos, <laughs> nay Billy, and I play the <laughs> fictional character. What is nay? Is that like you it's got- your original maiden name prior to marriage. Oh, oh I see. Sorry, okay, Will. I thought you so... said official instead of fictional, and I really like the oh, idea of I you know, saying official. I, yeah, I like that, too. I like that. I'm Will Campos. I am the official voice actor <laughs> for Henry Oak. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cover your bases now. <laughs> oh, boy. Henry's a crunchy, munchy, Birkenstock, rockin', granola, nature, druid dad. And he's from a magical fantasy realm originally. Uh, that's one of the things about him. That's not the fact today, though. Today, uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the big game is coming up. And everyone, by the time this episode has come out, has listened to the big game, they know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the game. Uh, <laughs> it's a perfect timing to tell you Henry's favorite joke of all time. The joke he loves to make more than anything is when it's big game time, he'll go to a Super Bowl party because uh, his brother-in-law, Ricky Garcia, always throws a big Super Bowl party. And Henry always comes and says, oh, yeah, I already saw the Super Bowl. It was a Western screech owl over by my house. Oh, I'm sorry. I met that superb owl I saw earlier. And he oh. laughs and laughs and laughs. Later on, he's having a real good time. He'll talk about how, you know, he saw the owl at Hooters because it like it hoots, you know, like an owl. I refuse. I refuse to joke. believe that Henry has a lot of sex. Like, I just absolutely. <laughs> people act like it's so normal. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah, him and Mercedes, they have orgies and stuff. Like, there's no, I'm sorry. This is so, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Sorry, there's, also, there's no way. There's no way that, I mean, okay, let me just say this. If anybody else made the superb owl joke, I'd be like, that's a riot. I fucking love that superb owl. What a great turn of phrase. To hear Henry say it, I'm like, no thanks. Like, get out of here with your fucking overeager superb owlness. Get out of here. Oh my gosh. My second fact is that Henry fucks a lot. <laughs> Damn, now it's canon. All right. It's canon. Damn, you got guys you. Are, listen to Coming Tonight. It's canon, man. That's based on real life experience. He's like infuriatingly good at it. He's like incredible. Yeah. At it. yeah. Like his eyes gloss over as he enters into a yeah. spiritual yeah. realm. He goes into the avatar state. When new people meet him for the first time, they're like, wait, really? This is the Henry you're talking about? We're having sex at his place like just just trust me just ignore everything he's saying now just trust me hello my name is beth may and i play ron stampler emotionally detached stepfather and rogue 
I'm actually the original Broadway cast of Ron's <laughs> Today's fact about Ron, and I won't go into detail because I have a feeling it will probably be coming up soon, but Ron believes that only children can go to prison. <laughs> Ron does not oh. believe that adults are in prison. What? How, interesting. How is Ron under that impression exactly? You might find out. Does Ron not watch TV? I mean... TV's made up. (laughs) (laughs) He's fictional. Got you there. Holy shit. That was such a galaxy brain Uno trap Mm -hmm. reverse card play (laughs) to fucking Matt's question I've ever heard in my life. That was amazing. That was incredible. Hello, folks. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll, smooth talking, hard rocking bard of the group. This week's Glenn fact, the first time Glenn ever smoked a cigarette. It was to show Nick how cool it is. <laughs> that was the first time Glenn ever smoked a cigarette? <laughs> when he was already a dad? I love cigarette, that. yeah. That's so... <laughs> the first yeah. time he was I gotta like, make sure my kid's cool. <laughs> Don't make, make sure. mistakes I did, son. Start smoking See, early. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sweet because he didn't... He like, wasn't addicted to cigarettes. It's like, well, I want to make sure my son's cool. And like, cool people smoke cigarettes. I've never done it, but I should really do it to Let show him. Let me ask you this, dear listener. <laughs> who's the better father? The one who's lying to their son about cigarettes <laughs> being not cool? Mm. Or the one who's acknowledging the reality of the world and preparing his son for the world? to understand that cigarettes are in fact seen by society as cool as fuck because if it wasn't then there wouldn't be every movie featuring all the cool dudes smoking cigarettes Mm. what i'm most excited about post trial and i'm excited to see what's been happening with freddie and anthony because freddie feels unhinged now what i love about freddie is like freddie's not only double down on glenn being good freddie's like i'm gonna be glenn and i'm good like he's like i'm cool as shit too <laughs> well, here's the- i think cigarettes are rad <laughs> fuck everybody who doesn't like glenn it's also like double jeopardy now glenn's already been convicted so he could just yeah. keep adding horrible dad facts <laughs> about glenn and we can't try him again mm. yeah pile it on you know what i'm saying all right i'm anthony birch i'm I'm your dad. My fact is, this isn't really a spoiler, but my sort of intent with putting Glenn into his own private side adventure that none of you could listen to is like, here's a chance for Glenn to really sort of self-analyze and <laughs> oh, no. maybe you're kidding shift in some way Anal. or sort of become more than he was you're kidding and you now know it's not a spoiler given his recent dad fact that none of that has even a little bit happened so i don't know we'll see how this goes all right let's start So when we last left you, you were attempting to sneak into the Meth Bay Supermax. You beat up a bunch of guards, uh, basically strong-armed one of them into walking you into the the prison. And then when it came to the gelatinous cube that absorbs your weapons, you tried to bluff your way through it. It did not work. All the guards were summoned, and they basically beat the crap out of you. They drag your limp bodies through the first floor of the Supermax. Would anyone like to, like, roll perception to see what you can sort of do? Are we unconscious? Are we not knocked out, Anthony? I'm going to say instead of being unconscious, because that's just not interesting role-playing-wise, you're not knocked unconscious. You are knocked to the point of uselessness. Okay. Oh, they basically Jesus. beat you up, and you're... They you're, beat us silly. They beat you we're silly. We're badly concussed. We all have brain damage now. <laughs> Please, oh please put me on my misery. I wish uh, I was would unconscious. Would you rather be unconscious? So you can just much. wake up in your cell. <laughs> so what can we roll here? Insight? You can roll perception. I will do this. I'm going to get that uh, natty one. Okay, back to sleep. <laughs> right back to sleep. <laughs> I feel like Joe, his one is he thought he saw everything, but he was dreaming. 
Like he was not actually awake. Mm. <laughs> he was fully in the dream state. In like, the dream, he was like Jason Bourne. Like there's three eggs. It's two guards. That guy's carrying, you know, like blah, 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 blah. But it's, he's still asleep. He hasn't realized that he's dreaming yet. Daryl <laughs> sees Joe open his eyes for a split second and then close. He's like, well, he didn't see anything. Let me take a look. I got a one plus one, so I rolled a natty one you also. You also got a nat one? I didn't see anything. Anthony uh, Henry popped his eyes open and saw something because he got a 20. He got a 20. Then I got a two, so, you know. Nice. Okay. Wow. Nice. So three people got like ones or twos. Yeah. So Anthony, the answer is we're unconscious. <laughs> yeah. So three of you are unconscious. Only Henry is awake enough to sort of get a good sense of what's going on. So Henry, you can see that as you're pulled in to the first floor of the Meth Base Supermax, there's a big open area to the left that the guards are dragging you toward. This is where the Panopticon is. This is what you heard about from Carrie, the guard. Mm-hmm. And you see the large uh, spire of the elevator that is in the center of the room. On the other side of the room, you can see a set of double doors, and one of the prisoners is pushing a big bin of what looks to be a bunch of bags of garbage and stuff like that. Ah, yes. Their face-off boots are conk, conk, conk on the ground as they're pushing it through the doors, and then they come back out without the cart anymore. You also see some people mopping and sweeping up stuff. There's a lot of, like muck on the ground that smells like it was edible at some point like it almost looks like Ugh. like your immediate thought was like oh is that poop because it's like a big pile of stuff but Ew. there's a lot of big piles mm. of this stuff everywhere on the ground and it's not poop but people are pushing it into a dustpan some people are coming by sticking their finger into it and then licking their finger it's like you're at an Arby's am I right boom <laughs> hey. oh, no. that's basically everything that you can see as they drag you into the elevator they take you up five flights and they pick a seemingly random prison cell that happens to be empty to throw you into. So you can see to the left of your cell, when you're facing the cell as a guard would, you see a very small humanoid, and it's got a long mane of, like, black hair, and it's just doing, like push-ups over and over again and you can see just from where you're looking that it's pretty jacked they throw you into your cell while everybody's unconscious they slap the face-off boots onto them that are but if you haven't seen i keep referring to those face-off boots assuming everybody knows what those are they're big metal boots that you immediately feel heavier upon having them on your legs henry's in still kind of a daze he's like hmm don't touch my stocks. No, my stocks, oh, my perks. Basically, they go over your stocks. Okay. I was going to say they were going to have to roll a constitution smell check if they were going to take Henry's Birkenstocks off. That was my secret escape plan. <laughs> so yeah, they put these uh, boots on you. And then after all the boots are on all of you, one of the guards raises her wrist to her face hole and goes, testing the face off boots on cell B26. And you feel zoomp as your boots magnetize to the ground and you cannot move. And she goes by and like shakes each one of your bodies to see if you can move and you can't. And she goes, all right, uh, it works. Uh, Finish the test. It's all good. Turn back off. And then and you can start moving around again. The guards leave the cell. They close the door and all of you wake up. Guys, wake up. We're in a jail. Again. Did anyone see anything? Is everyone okay? Does anyone feel like they have a concussion? Daryl, how many fingers am I holding up? What? uh, Three. Okay, that's great. I'm holding up three fingers. These look like face-off boots. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen face-off? Yeah, at the trial, they brought up Air Force One. They watch a lot of the same movies here as we do. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And they seem really into them because, like, what actually happens, (laughs) like, in our world, they're just movies. You brought up Air Force One. Not them. You were the one that brought up Air Force One. (laughs) But in this world, they really seem to, like, integrate the movies into their... It's like the people in this world just kind of say yes and to the things that the humans say. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Henry, I saw three... Three fingers too. Does that mean that I'm Daryl now? Because Daryl <laughs> answered three fingers, or is it just that there were three fingers and I could have answered 
Yeah, guys, Ron seems pretty normal. Um, okay. yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I managed to, you know, I'm pretty good at pretending to be asleep. You know, that's how I keep an eye mm-hmm. on the kids sometimes, you know, because they're more oh, likely to, wait, you know. Wait, really? Well, yeah, you know, if I'm just up and about, you know, they get the dad's here face going on and then they'll hide whatever hijinks they're up to. But sometimes if I pretend to be asleep, I can catch them doing whatever, you know, crazy thing they were going to do. I'm no Joe D. Foster. That sounds like entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to sad with Ron on this one. <laughs> oh, Payton, you're here too. Okay. I've always been here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Payton. Oh, jeez, Payton's here too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here too. It's me, Nicholas. I'm also here. Oh my gosh, are you okay? They clubbed us so hard. I'm immediately checking on the health of Nicholas right now to make sure that he's not heavily injured. Fucking Nicholas forgot has that a, Nicholas has was a, here. <laughs> Does Ron say that out loud? No, that's bad. <laughs> Nicholas has a bump on his head, but his pride looks more hurt than anything. He's like, I feel oh like gosh, I feel like oh I could I could have taken them on if we were just if no, we just had a little no, bit no, of yelling no, surprise. No, no. If they hadn't tried to talk their way through and, and mess that up, we don't have your gun anymore. We don't have it's your okay, class 17. It's okay. Look, as we've learned, you just can't trust them to do anything, really. So we just got to roll with the punches, literally, in this case. Hey, are yeah. you two talking, the pronouns you're using, are you talking about us or are you talking about the guards? Who are you talking about? Are you saying you? You, I'm talking about, well, not you. Oh, this wait, what? I mean, get him, Dad. I think get Ron him. He's punching the air. You know, not Ron to- kind of blew the cover this time around. Not- uh, I mean, I could have done a better job. I, I should have just let them take my weapon. So that, you know, I'm going to take the responsibility for this one and put it on myself. You know- in the spirit of the big game, let's not play the blame game. Maybe I can propose a little joke. We'll all get no. laughing and we'll all be on the same page again. Um, hey, Nicholas, now that you're in jail, you're Nicholas Caged. Get it? Like, there is a, there's a film actor, I believe, named Nicholas Cage, you know? Dad, do you know how a- to make a shift? <laughs> Son, we are not going to recreate any of the movies we watch at home. It's a good joke. I actually liked it. Um, good one, Henry. Hey, thanks. Ooh. I'm going to I just Real assume that buster. that's being sincere because nobody laughed, and it's weird when someone just says good joke. But, you know, we're all on the same page here. We're all on the same team. And Peyton goes, I can teach you how to make a shift, by the way. But anyway, no, keep going, Henry. Peyton, 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 nope, Peyton, nope. Peyton. It just starts making a shiv already. He has one. He has like three. I pull Peyton aside. Peyton? Yeah, what's up, baby? Not teach Nicholas how to make a shiv or pretty much, you know what? I just don't want you talking to Nicholas that much in general. Just, he's not a good influence on you. I thought for a moment that maybe this guy was doing a better job than Glenn, but like these last few seconds have made me question that. So just like. Uh, hey, Daryl, uh, it's a small cell. I, I can't hear everything you're saying. So can I, Nicholas here. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. I'm just talking about the fact that your son just asked to make a shift because uh, uh, Henry here just made a, a nice joke. You know, maybe not a funny joke, but not one that's worth killing him over. Was I wasn't going to use it on Henry. We just might need to defend ourselves. That's all. All right. How do we know if Glenn's here? Maybe we could just yell out like, hey, Glenn. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, that's actually a good idea. What if we all yell Glenn at the same time? That'll okay, probably our voice will travel the most, right? So I scream Glenn multiple times very loud. Okay, so Glenn, where you are, nothing changes and you don't hear anything. <laughs> it's like Just, nothing uh, happens. Business as usual. Well, maybe he's not saying anything because he doesn't know who, you know, maybe he's been through a lot and uh, he doesn't yeah, trust. You gotta identify yourself. Yeah, so, uh, <gasps> hey, Glenn, it's me, Ron. Stampler. I'm repeating everything Ron is saying, but I'm <laughs> screaming it. So the cells have like solid stone walls separating one cell from another. The front is, you know, iron bars. As you shout, it's me, Ron. You see 
a hand holding a small cracked mirror jut out from the adjacent cell and reflected in that as they try to look into your cell, you can see like one very muscular eye looking <laughs> at you and th- the voice goes, is hi, I'm Juan in I've heard about your music. Uh, some of the fellas do acapella versions during lunch. It's a pleasure to meet you. Glenn, my God, buddy, what have they done to you? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Glenn? I don't... I've heard a lot about Hi, I'm Juan and the company you keep. Sounds like some pretty bad dudes, if I may say so. You might be the kind of bad dudes I could use for a little plan I've been coming up with. Uh, One second. Um, Dad Hollow, real fast. Uh, Daryl does not go into Dad Hollow. He's like, oh, hey, everybody, I think we should do a Dad Huddle. And then I kind of like signal, <laughs> and I signal for Ron and Henry to kind of move oh, towards boy. me. Oh no! <laughs> Pain's like, "Let me technically sorry." So Nicholas, why don't you just hang out there? I'm gonna go talk with the other daddies. Sorry, uh, Nick, you, you come in here too. I, I like everyone's opinion. Thank you. Yes, I want to be. Inv- I am involved. I'm a member of this team, and of the members of this team, I'm the one who's gotten us arrested the least. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. Wait, who wait, this I need to know. Did Henry is. and Ron move towards me, or do they move towards? Jim? Uh, I like to think that Ron stood making no effort to huddle with anybody but between both of them assuming that the huddle was just extremely large <laughs> just a, a room size huddle very nice henry is like a mirror image of romba racked with anxiety and flop sweat about what to do and harry's like I, you know i i just okay okay let's all you know this is not a productive energy so maybe like we can just have a neutral huddle that nobody called it's just the dad huddle and we can kind of hash this out i just you know we got to break out of prison we gotta rescue our friend Glenn. I just don't think we have time for this sort of intra-party politics, you know? Like, I think but we the all just The important thing be- is, it's a dad huddle, right? So no Nick, right? We're all agreed on that? <laughs> dad huddle plus, every, just everyone in the cell, let's just talk for a, a hot second. I don't know what's got everyone worked into such a tizzy over here. Look, I don't know who this person is. It looks like they might propose something more on the break more rules side, and I don't know, Nicholas got smacked on the head, and I really don't want any more harm to come of us. I, I think we should... Just be a little wary going into this exchange. You know, understand what's happening, set some good boundaries, and then go from there. How about that? I, You know, boundaries is one of my favorite words. I think it's a really good word to use a lot. So <laughs> I could go with establishing some boundaries. So, you know, maybe like one of our boundaries is we say, you know, we are interested in hearing what you have to say, but we are not confirming that we're going to join whatever you want to do. If that's okay with you, we'd like to hear the rest of your plan. You know, please. Henry, you you are sweating so much right now. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm really stressed out. It's been a while since I've been in a jail cell. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Henry went to jail for fucking too good. (laughs) He went to sex jail. (laughs) Hey, Joe, with all due respect, I appreciate your advice. Thing is, I've been a dad a lot longer than you, buddy. So is everybody else. I mean, and then he looks at Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas is I like, mean, I'm the same age as Terry Jr. What are you talking about? We're the same age. Well, when you're a good boy dad, uh, you get more years added. Uh, if you play video, if uh, <laughs> let's hear what this guy has hey, hey, Nicholas say. rolls his eyes and nods and he turns to Jody and he goes, He's probably got like another kid somewhere that he doesn't like talk to. Ron okay. Like, okay, that would mean Nicholas. I have. Come on, sex come on. We talked about this. <laughs> this is what we call stinky behavior. We can't get stinky. We're in a stinky situation. Everyone's gonna smell it, and you know we don't want to be like that. So let's just Holy let's talk shit, about that after. Dude. Keep it lean, mean, and clean. There we go. Nice. Daryl puts his arm through the cell and goes, 
Hey, buddy, Daryl Wilson, uh, just a companion of a Hi, I'm Ron, just a sidekick, just, you know, not the full deal, but uh, hey, nice to meet you. Are you trying to reach out for a handshake? Yeah. So he goes, eh, he, but he can't quite reach. And he goes, well, it's almost lunchtime. I'll shake your hand then, uh, as long as the gods aren't looking. When he can't reach, he's like, you may not get a handshake, but I got this for you. And then I turn my handshake into a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see my nice. thumbs up hanging. Yeah. And he goes, I would side. do the same if I was not holding this meal, but thank you. I appreciate it. Speaking of lunchtime, is there anything you can tell us at least about the schedule around here? We, we get meals every day? Yes, we get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, you miss by about a couple hours. We do breakfast, then we do cleanup, then we do lunch, followed by exercise while some people do clean up and then it's dinner and then straight to lights out. That sounds really well balanced and kind of, it sounds like a nice place actually. You get all your sort of needs met and everything. So I'm looking forward to our time here. Thank you. Perhaps maybe when you show us the strategy, we could make an interesting business plan out of it. Uh, Okay. Anyways, I'm pretty hungry. So simultaneously, every guard in the panopticon with an identical voice goes, and all the doors okay. open up. <laughs> Daryl runs. <laughs> I'm dry. Escape. Please, no. Freedom. <laughs> the doors open up, but you can see everybody across the way from you, all the other cellmates, they trudge out to the area in front of their cells by the railing. Because remember, you're on the fifth floor, so you can basically see down four floors and up five more floors. And they go to the railing, and then they just look up, and they open their mouths. Oh, my God. Uh, I think what's uh, I hold that sludge. <laughs> I hold Caden back, and I say, let's just stay in the cell, buddy. <laughs> Is this like a vegan meal? What's What goes into this that's coming out that I'm getting myself into here by opening my mouth? Like, what, what what's going to happen? It's all the nutrition that we need to stay alive. It doesn't taste great. Like, I remember when I was supposed to, I did not want to... Uh, avail myself of it certainly i mean uh, i lived on soylent for a couple months i can probably handle it (laughs) oh man uh henry sticks his mouth out and closes his eyes so if anybody cared to open their eyes they would see the very top of this panopticon it's like a big old chimney essentially there's an open top you can see a shadow far off in the distance and high above you and the shadow gets bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually you see it is a very very large bird and the bird swoops down into the panopticon and starts flying in circles around and its neck begins to contract and then extend and then contract and then extend and it opens its beak and it just starts to feed chunks of something all around the prison. It descends as it does so, so it can hit every single level individually, just like going around in a circle. Is this like Super Mario Sunshine where you're spraying the water back? It's actually exactly like that. That is the perfect visual metaphor. It stops flapping its wings and goes down and and a corkscrew going down and hits every level and then it starts flapping back up as it flaps back up and then it leaves the chimney and flies away. Hey, you know, that's got some zip to it. (laughs) You know, it's not great. I've had better, but it's natural. Natural. Uh, from a bird like that's good so you know i could get used to this <laughs> do we see any other inmates oh yeah you see tons of other inmates of every shape and size it's like the moss Eisley cantina all kinds of species varying levels of hardness nobody here looks like as crazy dangerous as you might expect from a place called the supermax like you get the sense that this is for people like you that have done like relatively normie ass offenses the cellmate next to you goes i could take that head shake what about now and he puts his hand out for you daryl i put my hand out and i shake it hey how come uh how come you're in here and you're a grown-up uh well i was younger when i came in Been here oh, for okay few, that makes for sense years, so I grew up, I, you know. uh, my dad said that actually Adults can't go to prison. So I was wondering, what's the cutoff? You know, when do you come in 
as a kid and then when do they let you go uh ron, we're in prison they put us in prison yeah ron that's actually one of the really messed up things about societies they can put pretty much anyone in jail for as long or as short as they want to but mostly kids right uh i mean there are no. sadly uh, like that is a thing that happens and it's not great but anyone can get put in jail whether they deserve it or not honestly like so it sounds like maybe your dad wasn't being entirely honest with you yeah i feel like ron over time it's become clear that most things willie said to you aren't True, especially things that involve the possibility of maybe him going to and probably should have gone to prison is what I'm guessing that conversation was about. So yeah, No, I'm sorry, it wasn't but, yeah. about him at all. It was that I almost actually went to prison when I was uh, seven because uh, he wanted to watch some show and I wanted to watch, you know, a cartoon. And he said that if he caught me hiding the remote, I'd go to prison. And then he started talking about what prison would be like. And I was like, whoa. Uh, wow, wow. So, so I, but you know, I almost did hard time. And so to see a lot of adults here, it means I could have done a lot harder time. And so I'm glad my dad let me off the hook with that. No, no, Ron, I, no your Ron. dad's a piece of shit. No, no, your dad did not do anything All nice right, to you. Your guys, dad was mean going. and he lied to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Dungeons and Dice brought to you this week by Blue Nile. Buy I'm tired jewelry. of living in a state of denial. I gotta get engaged. <laughs> it's time to get married, everybody. Yeah. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a gift. It's probably pretty good. One would hope. And you get to see the look on their face when they open it. The hard part, finding the right piece. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from buying the ring you want now while you're waiting to find the man that you need. Later, right? Yeah, buy the ring yeah. this is yeah. absolutely what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, just buy the ring you want now. Figure out how to get the perfect piece at the best price, Bath. BlueNile.com. Thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below retail. I wish I could find thousands of independently graded men. Am I right? <laughs> oh, peace of well. mind with every purchase. You ain't getting that on Hinge. With some of the highest quality standards in the industry, not even Raya can keep up with that. Whether you want to make a uh, classic statement. You know what they say about statement. online dating, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> Whether you may want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet. That's a... White gold white cocaine? A tennis bracelet? Ooh. Like in, like in Challengers. Like in Challengers, oh, yep. Fuck yes. Or maybe. Just like in Challengers. Yep. yep. Sapphire and Diamond hoop earrings. Ben, let's start bracelets. by finding one guy before it's no, too I high. I need to. <laughs> and they need to make out with each other, too. Blue Nile jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift for what is it? A thruple situation? What is it? Is it Jules and Jim? Like, what is Challengers? What was it? It's kind of like a, a combative thruple. Yeah. Oh my God. The dream, right? Yeah. What jewelry will I need to buy to make the two boys kiss? Uh, well, you know, you could ask Blue Nile's experts because they're available 24 7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. What are some expected or unexpected challenges you might encounter when shopping for jewelry grips? Well, first and foremost, when you have two tennis players vying yes. for your attention and <laughs> you're trying to make ring them, sizes. Yep, multiple sizing, different tastes. You want to make them jealous of each other? Yes. If you want to recreate that famous scene in Challengers when Zendaya holds up an engagement ring and goes, which whatever you kiss is best, I guess. <laughs> and the two boys kiss each other. 
Good Blue Nile. Nile. And also, while they're kissing each other in your hotel room, you can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile <laughs> also offers a diamond price match guarantee. They might be locking lips and tonguing each other, but, but you're you can not locked there, into a bad deal. You're not locked into a bad deal. That's right, man. Hell yeah. And just in case. Holy shit. 30 day returns. That's a big 3 0, aka a finished set in tennis. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile today. You're going to love, love these rings. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler go to bluenile.com today that's bluenile.com dungeons and dice is brought to you this week by pretty litter it's springtime Meow. get your Baby. dick up oh sorry that's oh, what? nope okay. not this no sorry. sorry we got so many ads pretty, right. litter, is... pretty litter is delivered in discreet packages discreet packaging <laughs> and it smells nice rather it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix it's ultra-absorbent, lightweight, low-dust. One six-pound bag works right for the month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. In the Unfortunately, red pill. no one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix is. You have to piss on it to find out. <laughs> like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect it. See that cat dressed in red? <laughs> <laughs> that's mine. Look at, Look at that. that. <laughs> Pretty Litter also ships free. You think that's piss you're breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. Don't have to have big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. Have to my cat's those. just been taking a dump in the desert of the real. Ah! <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things. One time my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like, dodge this. I hate this litter box. One time it's my... the smell. <laughs> my... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Just like that movie. <laughs> Three litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. it. Gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health, especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah. That's prettylitter.com slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah, it's <gasps> for bad. me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Last time I got pretty litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I step out to the rail and go, hey, hey everybody, Daryl Wilson here. We're new. Uh, this is, I'm Daryl. This is uh, Ron. This is Joe. And this is Henry. Uh, don't worry about the two children. Uh, you don't need to know their names. <laughs> Not that I don't trust y'all. Y'all seem like wonderful people. Um, <laughs> any of you know Glenn? Uh, we're looking for a man named Glenn. Roll persuasion. That's a seven minus one, six. So everyone looks up at you and they like scowl and then they go back to eating. They just ignore you. But the person next to you, your cellmate, goes, when would Gwen have gotten you? Like a day ago? Guys, how long has it been? A few days ago, yeah. I'm losing my mind. pretty recent. No, I don't think he's coming to, this is what we call general pop. I don't think he's showing up at general pop. I probably would have seen him. Not a lot to do other than monitor the comings and goings. General pop, uh, that's like Taylor Swift, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen, right? Like, you know, the stuff you'd listen to on like an easy listening station. He was not like a murderer. He was convicted for being a bad dad. So like. (laughs) So as you say that, he gasps (laughs) and his eyes get huge. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, oh no. That means he's in the maximum security ward. <gasps> and also, as you said that, uh, Nicholas goes, Glenn's not a dad. Why would he get convicted of being a bad dad? We already explained it. He's got kids on the side. You know, he's got a weird lifestyle. He's Yeah, that's why he's a bad dad. Oh, he's got yeah, a bunch okay, of kids around. Like, and, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Wait, is that level one? 
Oh, no, no, no. That's beneath level one. So the way it goes is it's level one is, you know, you came in, you saw that it's the trash. As he's saying this, they say, all right, time for exercise. And then everybody starts marching around in a circle and taking the stairs up or down, depending on what level they're on. So basically everybody's just marching. Mm -hmm. Just walk with me. Walk and talk with me. Oh, here we go. Come on, guys. Don't draw too much attention. But yeah, this actually comes into my strategy, my plan. On the bottom floor, the very, very, very bottom floor, that's the maximum security wing. And then above that, there's like a locked door on the like level negative one. There's something important behind it. I've heard it from some of the guards that I paid off. I think it might have something to do with what makes our face-off boots fleas. And then on level zero or one, if you want to say like first floor, there's the trash chute going outside with the furnaces and the burners and stuff like that. And then everything above that is where we are in the panopticon. So my plan is to escape. <gasps> Wow. What a coincidence. That's, yeah, that's kind of what we'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we well, want to do. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not trying to escape. We're trying to find Glenn. Oh, boy, right? I got Linux escape. We just got to step along the way. It's like in GPS, you're still like, you're, I'm going to Target just because I'm stopping at an ice cream shop on the way doesn't mean I'm like not going to Target. Just, Glenn is just the ice cream shop on the way. That says so much about Daryl's lifestyle. <laughs> Daryl thinks he deserves a treat before he gets to the Target. <laughs> yep. I thought there was something wrong that went with his case and we could just get out of here without having to escape. I mean, you heard about the other guy. He was all burned up. We, we can't risk that. We're not going to do it like that guy. What did that guy do? Oh, he stuck himself out with the trash and then tried to put as much like non-flammable stuff on him and then survived the burning as he went out with the trash. I guess it didn't work if you're saying that he didn't make it. Doesn't it doesn't sound yeah, like he made he it. Died. I mean, Joe, I don't think we're going to be able to talk. I mean, we've been arrested. The crime that we committed, according to them, we did commit, which was trying to sneak weapons into here. So like, you know, Joe, I read a really great book once called Creativity Inc. It's about the creative process at Pixar. They're the studio that did Zootopia. And in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Fuck. That's the four sales baby shoes never worn of Henry characterization. (laughs) (laughs) In the book, they talk about how the way they made Zootopia so good was they'd bring up an idea and then like, you know, when you give a note to that idea, you also had to pitch like a new idea. So I guess I would say like, if our idea of our Zootopia is to escape with Glenn and you're not feeling great about that, like I respect that. But like, if you had to like pitch a new thought on what to do, like what would that be? You know, that sounds like a pretty toxic creative strategy, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, sure. I'll give you a dumbass suggestion on your idea. But what I really want to talk about is my if I was in <laughs> business with a business partner like that, I wouldn't do business with a business partner like that anymore. So that's a great example. Ron criticized the original idea of the creative process, but then he plus one it by saying he wouldn't work at that company anymore, which I guess is his <laughs> solution. <laughs> I I would just love to talk to the warden or someone. Uh, I just... Guys, we brought our kids in here. Well, we, Joe, we, go ahead and try to talk to the warden. Well, I mean, we got to do things as a team here, and I, I, I really do loathe the idea of leaving you all behind. So what you're saying is you have an idea that you want to do, but you don't want to do it unless we all want to do it, but you don't want to do any idea that we all want to do because you have an idea you want to do. That's not well, that's not the way you exactly compromise. What, that's well, not the way you cooperate, doing, Joe. Sue, I, I feel like we're not having much of a democratic process here. It just seems like we're both having this stinky behavior back and forth between <laughs> us, Daryl. We can vote about what we want to do. I, we could also do both things. 
you know, I said, oh, oh, we got to keep up. The exercise line is moving, guys. And Henry gets into a brisk walk. Got to get my steps in. So, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have stopped while we were talking. And I start so, walking, too, now. God, this is great, isn't it? It's like, kind of like the West Wing. Listen, so what I'm thinking is, why don't we do both? I can't why don't hear because we... all I hear is clonk, 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 <laughs> Oh, that's why we stopped moving. Yeah, we should stop moving so we can talk, because it's very hard to talk over these Oh, that's these right. I'm exhausted. Henry. Oh, my God. This really is exercise. Don't read into this the wrong way, because you just asked us if we want to escape prison with you, but could we talk to the warden? Do you know how we could do that? Uh, it's going to be very difficult for me not to weed into that pretty significantly. It's just our friend here used to be a cop. and um, is, Okay, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Right Bye. You'll, ne- you'll never learn what my name was or my plan. And he walks away. Do you want to hear Wait, a song from Yeah, it's Hi Ron, buddy. So he, as he begins to walk away, you say that, and then he turns on one heel and then makes an abrupt 180. He goes, I could do with a little serenade. Hey. <laughs> Come on, Ron. Come on, Ron. Save us here. Well, see, the thing is that I, I was high on Ron for a few episodes very early on, and then I kind of forgot that that was a thing about me. And uh, But anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron sings Wonderwall. <laughs> You're not getting out of it that easily. Damn it. <laughs> Good call, Ron. I'll back you up. And then Henry starts humming the part from that woohoo song by Blur, which he thinks is Oh, my God. Should I roll for something? (laughs) Yeah, roll performance. Well, I got 13. Yeah, if you can do the first line of Wonderwall at a 13 level quality. (laughs) I got to back up. Jimmy, you've never heard my creepy talent before, have you? Yeah, Ron, take it away. So, <laughs> so the little creature, so this little creature's eyes get extremely big and just filled with like amorous glee. It's exactly as beautiful as I was told. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if nothing else, you and I should get out of here. I should get you out of here. Actually, that sounds pretty. Uh, uh, no, I. Yeah, we all need to get out, including our friend. Glenn and then Ron kind of looks over to Daryl and Henry and does like a thumbs up like did I say that right did I say that? like yeah, yeah. did did Ron not look at me no <laughs> sad yeah buddy the what's your name by the way Ron <laughs> oh I know your name's Ron my name is Sly Sylvester <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wait Sly Sylvester but keep it on the yes. Sly oh yeah again the reason we were asking to see the warden is we actually heard that the warden was a big fan of Hi, I'm Ron. So we just thought maybe we could sweeten the deal and maybe try to get our, maybe that could be part of the escape plan is maybe just uh, go see the warden, just see what's up, see if we can get some intel. Maybe they'll be kind to Hi, I'm Ron over here. So I guess roll deception because you, that's not true. If this is not Ron's fulsome prism Johnny Cash moment, then I quit this <laughs> podcast. God damn it, I got five. Oh my God, all these garbage rolls. I, know. I don't know why you're lying to me. I'm on Okay, I'll give it to you side. straight just because that guy wants to talk to the warden and none of us like his plan, or at least I don't like his plan, but I'm trying to be cooperative. I think this is like one of those situations where we all work at Pixar in the zoo we bought a zoo at Pixar. Right, right. So we're all in the zoo. I can't kick these people out of the zoo even if they drive me crazy. So we have to make other people in the zoo happy even if we don't respect them. Or That sounds rough. It is rough. So it's like, you know, we have to make all of these tiny little zoo dreams come true, but... Sure, if it ends up that we can go talk to the warden or pretend like we are for the sake of Joe, who 
does not own a zoo at all, if you know what I mean. It's not a real... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like this episode. We're all like, we all hate Joe. Oh. <laughs> Slicer is like, I'm getting a very clear understanding of the dynamic here. If you want to see the warden, the warden often will visit with people who are like particularly problematic prisoners. I'm not oh. like problematic, problematic. Like, don't, don't go on that. Don't look at me, Henry. Henry, I saw Henry look at me. <laughs> Daryl, it's time for your moment to shine. <laughs> If you do something that requires you to get a stone talking to, then yeah, you might see the warden. I mean, I guess you could try to convince the gods. I've never tried that because I don't see much of a point. In it does feel like we'd rather, especially Joe, for your idea, it feels like we'd rather see the warden on good terms, not because we were causing a problem. True. When you see people now, bear with me. I feel like this doesn't get a lot of... Um, it just feels like you would want to see us if you knew we had a castle. I know I keep saying that. It's just like, we have a castle. <laughs> and I look up, like, like I feel like most of these prisoners don't have a castle. That's got to mean something, right? Like, maybe a white know- guy in a prison be like, no, 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 you don't understand. I own a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a 401k. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's trying. The spirit of Glenn would like to step in here and remind the party gently that if you have compromising photos of one of the guards... And if, as stated in the previous episode, one of those guards is in fact all the same guard because they are in fact descended from the same organism, then technically you have compromising photos of all of the guards. But, oh, they don't, but they're photos? not a cloud consciousness. Yeah, so if they're... I went up to you and I said, hey, I have compromising photos of your exact twin brother, <laughs> Will Campos, who looks everything exactly like you. you you're telling me that that would Billy hold Campos? no sway? <laughs> if I got Billy Campos picks, I thought I killed him. Billy Campos. <laughs> Do we have the photos? Let's say that the gelatinous cube just took away your weapons and they assumed that was going to be everything that was dangerous. Weapons or metallic objects or whatever the heck. So anything that seems useless, like a photo or whatever, they probably kept on you. Okay, Daryl puts on a very indignant air and he goes, guards, guards, I need, I need to see a guard. Okay, so one of the guards stomps over to you looking as irritated as a gelatinous substance inside of a suit of armor can look. Goes, what is it? Uh, nice to meet you, Daryl Wilson. I hold my hand out. She slaps it away. Keep walking. Yeah, okay. Well, one of the owner of Book's Castle, you may have heard of it. We're <laughs> rather wealthy. I understand oh that it's a problem. It would behoove you to let us talk to the warden. I think we can uh, make an arrangement with him or talk to him. We are very, very wealthy, and we do own a castle. I don't know if you know what a castle is like, but it's very big and very expensive. I've seen a castle, thank you. Uh, so go ahead and roll Persuasion. Does anybody want to help me with that persuasion? Not going to pull up the photos, huh? Well, I'm going to check this first. If we can do that without them freaking... Okay. I will help Daryl persuade this person. If you succeed at your check, Will, then Mm -hmm. Daryl will get advantage for his role. And if you fail, he will get disadvantage. Okay. So I say, yes, uh, Mr. Wilson is indeed the owner of Books Castle. We're thinking of franchising to uh, prison libraries and starting a whole chain. And it's something we'd love to talk to your warden about. We actually let ourselves get arrested so that we can... Could do an inspection of the premises and i have to say this is one of the best darn prisons we've ever been to so yeah yeah as i say that i give the guard a jolly tap on the armor so that i can cast charm person oh great so yes it's a wisdom saving throw of 17 natural 20 damn <laughs> sorry so the guard goes, you start walking too. I have no interest. In I've talked to a lot of people over a lot of years trying to find their way out of here, thinking they could jabber jaw me to their way to freedom. But no, I don't think so. Keep moving. And she shoves you in the back. Well, if talking won't work, how about this? <laughs> and then Ron holds up the drawing, the thing. Okay. 
I'm going to step up with the drawing and I'm going to get right in the guard's face and go, look here, buddy. We have some pictures that make it look like you can't do your job very well. We just want to talk to your warden and we'd love for you to just take a good look at this and just give us what we need here, please. All right, roll intimidation. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Natural 20. Oh, shit. Oh. Holy shit. Cheryl steps back. <laughs> Intimidated also. As you show this picture to the guard, you could hear a rattling, and then you realize the guard is shaking in its armor, and it, like, puts a gauntlet to its helm and just, like, holds its head there and goes, uh, 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 Come with me. So Peyton goes, hey, uh, the warden sounds like kind of like bad news. So I think I'm just going to keep walking around here. Just get my steps in, get my reps in. Yeah, keep guard on the guards, Peyton. You just you keep I'll guard the guards, baby. Nicholas, watch over Peyton, all right? Yeah, no problem. I saw him trying to build a shiv out of his shirt tag. I don't think that's a thing, but I'm going to make sure that he doesn't. You are led back downstairs to level one of the prison, and then you descend a flight of stairs. You can see that when you get off of this flight of stairs, there's another flight of stairs leading further downward, leading down to floor negative two that's got a door separating you from it. And then on this floor, you can see that there is a set of very large, very sturdy double doors to your left that are closed with signs that say do not enter all over it. And the guard walks you past that door toward a smaller door with a little window cut into it and you can see light from within. He opens that door. Inside you can see an elf wearing suspenders typing hurriedly into a small magical typewriter and then she moves away and does something else and the typewriter keeps typing uh, and she's just up to her eyeballs and paperwork and is just sighing and just like rubbing her head and, and kind of overwhelmed looking. The guard steps inside and goes, uh, what? I should look up a name. Give me a second. Didn't expect we were going to meet the warden. Sorry. Elizabeth Warden. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's <laughs> so so good. the guard goes, Warden, Warden, there's some people here to see you. And Elizabeth Warden looks up and goes, Why, why are people here to see me? I, <laughs> I told you I'm very busy trying to come up with a plan to make this a more affordable prison. And I don't think it's appropriate that you should be interrupting me. Hi, how you doing over there? Hello. <laughs> she, point, she points at one of you yeah, in the back. He's like, hey, over there. Hey. hey. Points to another one of you hey. in the back. Hey, hey there. Hey. How you doing? Oh, this is your warden? Yeah, she's real nice. <laughs> Not what I would expect at all. She ran for mayor of the town, but she, it didn't work. It was a real shame. Real shame. Hey, uh, guys, just a vibe I get. I feel like this warden, like the idea of being rich isn't going to really help actually <laughs> like us less. Oh, my God. So maybe let's play. She was just saying she wanted to cut down costs. Maybe we can use some of our money to help her. Oh, yeah. Maybe we no, can talk about donating. No, but play up the library angle. That feels like that would oh, be. Oh, library. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She looks like yeah, a book yeah, nerd. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Public education. <laughs> So Henry says, wow, Miss uh, Warden, uh, it's so nice to meet you in your prison. I know you're super busy. We happen to be library enthusiasts that got ourselves arrested. I think that's what we said to meet you so that we could pitch you the idea of adding a custom library to this prison of yours. Very cost efficient. The prisoners can learn all sorts of new skills from the books that they can, you know, be better, more model, you know, better prisoners. And we have Books Castle. We didn't like get it. We inherited it. And, and we should have totally been taxed on that inheritance Absolutely. a lot. Believe me, we totally agree with you. But I'm just saying we have a lot of books that we'd love to, um, you know, yeah, that's why we're As here. As you say, we should have been taxed on She goes, oh, you haven't been taxed for a castle. I'll, I'll, I'll just take that tax right now. What do you have on you? Uh, so how much gold does the group have? Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me pull it up. You should take the books because it's a books <laughs> castle. And so the tax yeah. should come out of the books, as I think. And we always say books are more valuable than money. They're so right? much. <laughs> yeah. 
We see a future where prisoners read and learn from books and they become model citizens. So what we'd like to propose to you is that we take one of your worst prisoners off your hands and then we can, you know, put them into our book internship learning program at Books Castle and we can show the world that there's a more efficient way to run a prison. Because look at it this way. If people are learning, they're not burning stuff. If they're reading, they're not bleeding each other with their shivs. If they're <laughs> using knowledge, they're not gonna you know need to go do other jail stuff um college like, oh it was right there college it was right because college is too expensive <laughs> Four thousand fifteen gold Four thousand. so elizabeth warden asks uh, one of the guards to bring her the money that they took from you in the gelatinous cube let's say and she goes wow four thousand fifteen gold let me see that is a nice little nest egg y'all have collected there i'm, I'm very impressed so little liz warren's just gonna go ahead and take <laughs> about 75 percent of that right. i knew it oh my god of course <laughs> i knew we should have put all of our money in the stock market <laughs> <laughs> okay so thank you so much for paying your taxes first of all you could go ahead and take henry is suddenly 25%. a hardcore rep- Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Damn liberals taking all my money. (laughs) So we have 1,003.75 gold left. Evil dads, dragons, freaking criminals. So many people have taken out of my bed. At the end of the day, the person that took the most money from us was a goddamn socialist. (laughs) So uh, the best way to open books is to get Glenn Close. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've not been paying a tremendous amount of time. What the fuck are you doing in my office? What I was saying was that we want to maybe pilot our book reform program with a really tough prisoner. And, you yeah. know, we heard you've got this guy, Glenn Close, Glenn in Close. your prison. We heard about his trial. It seems like he's a real bad dude. And we were thinking we could just take him off your hands. Why don't you let us take care of him? Why don't you roll deception? Come on, big bones. I got a 12. Would anyone like to assist Henry? I'll assist. Let's see. What could I possibly say? Maybe you heard I say friend, but really that's because he's so scary. You know how sometimes you want to make powerful people feel important by calling them a friend or something. But the real way to knock him down a peg is to make him read a hard book. And so (laughs) if he's not allowed to spark notes, Huck Finn or something like that, it really might bring back the humanity in him. Okay, so why don't you roll deception as well? (laughs) Got a six. (laughs) Oh, no. Really sucking the rolls today. These are awful. (laughs) So she clasps her hands together and she goes, you mentioned Huck Finn. I have a book that I think your friend Glenn could read, which is called Fuck Him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're, You're not getting down there. It's not happening. As she says that, you also hear uh, an unfortunately very familiar voice behind you, and you can feel the waft of air from a fedora's brim just vibrating in space. Oh, no. And you turn around, and you see Well actually leaning up against the doorframe, trying to look casual and failing. And he goes, (laughs) well, actually, when you killed the library, ownership of his castle kind of immediately transfers to his closest relative, a.k.a. (gasps) And he hooks a thumb at himself, and he goes, no! So, uh, really kind of my castle. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. It has not helped us at all. Yeah, so go the- ahead and enjoy the castle. <laughs> Nobody seems to give a shit about the castle. Why are you even here? Could you help us? What are you doing here? Bye. How did you get here? How did you break <laughs> in? What are you doing away. here? And he's gone. Oh, no. Just like that. He's gone. <laughs> so, can we get our taxes back? That was in our castle. So, that was in our castle, Ooh, yeah. That's a real shame there. 
No. We're going to file it under charitable giving. There should be some sort of financial protection bureau that keeps us from getting scammed with these kind of onerous fees. It just seems like that should be a thing that exists. That's a good idea. That's my idea now. That's a great idea. I, <laughs> I want to write that one down. Can we just talk for a second amongst ourselves? And this then- is your last chance. My patient's running thin. You don't want hey Lizzie in a tizzy. <laughs> so, Joe, hey, this was your idea. It, Shoot your it, shot, Joe. You got one more dialogue check against Elizabeth Death War, Dan. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so I am going to turn around and look at Liz Warden in the eyes. I need to ask you a couple of questions. I'm channeling my cop experience, and I'm going to cast a spell called Zone of Truth. Oh, it's a second level Ooh. enchantment. So it creates a magical zone that guards against deception in the 15-foot radius sphere, centered on the point of our choice within range. Anyone that starts its turn there or enters that has to do a charisma saving throw. If they fail, they can't speak a deliberate lie while within the radius. Okay. And I also don't know whether the creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. If you're affected by it, Anthony, then you are aware of the spell and you can avoid answering questions to which you would normally respond with a lie. So you can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. Okay. Does that make sense? So you cast this so everybody's in the zone, presumably, unless you centered it just around Elizabeth Warden. Yeah, I think we're all going to be in it. Okay, so everybody roll a charisma saving throw. Holy shit. And then don't tell me what the answer is. Yeah, so it's charisma 14. So, Elizabeth, I need to know, why do you not like our associate Glenn Close? First of all, a good move on the zone of truth. You can't really trust your elected officials unless you can really trust what they're saying. So, frankly, I welcome the zone of truth. I've made mistakes <laughs> in the past. I've said certain things that ended up being not necessarily accurate about my background, and I've owned up to those things. So I'm happy to tell you that Glenn Close is in our prison because he was a bad friend. And there's only one place you go when you're a bad friend, and that's to the the the, the doo doo room, the bad the bad boy room. <laughs> the doo doo room. It's, there's no doo doo in it. It's just something I call it because it's that's what I use with my kids. You use? I don't the, put my kids okay. in prison. Sorry, no. I say when I tell my I kids it, to go I in the corner, I call it the doo doo corner because they're like kids doo-doo. went to prison. I knew it. <laughs> uh, what is the doo doo room? The doo doo room is our maximum security cell. It only holds one person at a time. It is. Uh, it's in this building. It is protected by a whole litany of magical fields, and it is for life sentences. We tend to swap them out pretty quickly, have one in and another, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's where we put the most dangerous. Wait, what do you mean? Why are you swapping them out? Why, how do you swap them out if it's a life sentence? Well, one person goes in, they die of old age, we take them out. Uh, oh, no. How long has Glenn been in there? Is he still in how the How long has Glenn zone? been in the Odudu zone? <laughs> the doo-doo zone. I mean, it should be a couple days. <laughs> it's only been a couple days. So Glenn Close arrived a few days ago, and it's roughly like every day is like kind of like a, oh boy, a couple of years. So what? Wait, so what? Six, maybe more years, probably something like that. That's what it's felt like to us. Do you want to be here in non-poo-poo space? Uh, it's only been a couple of days, but yeah. <laughs> the second she says that Glenn has been in prison for over eight years, Henry just imagines his friend being stuck in a solitary cell for that long for being a shitty friend. And 
he can barely speak. He's so angry. Like, so Henry is just all of a sudden the chipper smile vanishes from his face and he is deadly quiet and trying not to turn into a bear at the slightest provocation right now. <laughs> Daryl very much like Henry is about to lose his mind. But for once he's pretty certain because there's magical shit that if the stuff goes down now, they might just all go down. So he just does not want to waste time and just wants to get back to cell and find a way to heist. Miss Warden, now that, Glenn has been down there for so long. How do you get him out? How can we get him out if we need to right now, uh, immediately, before any more time passes? Well, I don't have to tell you that. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to break him out. It sounds like you're trying a little jailbreak. Frankly, I admire the gumption. But uh, no, I'm not going to go ahead and tell you how to how to get somebody out of there. But generally, I can tell you the way that we get him out is we wait until their body decays to dust, as all things do, and then we take their corpse right out back through the door that we put him in there with. I do not appreciate anything you've said. I am not a fan of you whatsoever. I cannot tell a lie right now. Uh, we are going to go back to our cell, and uh, that is the truth, and there's nothing else I can say. Uh, thank you very much. Guys, I think we should get out of here. Before uh, you go, can I get a handshake from one of y'all? No, you can go fuck yourself. We're leaving. Okay. Hey, guards, come in here real quick. Just grab one of their hands at random. Just put it on my desk real quick. And uh, so two guards come in. So I'm going to roll D4. One is Daryl. Two is Ron. Three is Henry. And four is Jody. So Henry gives Daryl like a glance like this could be a fucking rowdy sitch. Like, are you ready to yeah, throw it yeah, out? Yeah, once she asks for the hands, yeah. Daryl's getting ready to get rowdy. So the two guards come in and the warden goes, any, meeny, miny, that one, and points at Ron. And <gasps> the two guards grab Ron's left hand and then slam it down on the table. Wait, hold on. What are you doing? The warden goes, oh, I'm going to show you the price of A, trying to escape and B, wasting my time. So you're getting off a little easy on this one. Usually I take one hand for each, but today you're getting a, a two for one deal because you paid your taxes and that should be well rewarded. Time slows down and Daryl like glances at Henry and Ron, not Joe, glances at Henry <laughs> Ron like uh, and is getting ready to try to grab something. What's, is there anything on the desk? Yeah, there is a paperweight. There's a mug. Paperweight. That's his best warden. Grabbing okay. a paperweight. <laughs> what does the paperweight look like? What's it a paperweight of? The paperweight is, it's just a big rock. It's just a big, ugly rock. And it just says, I fucking suck on it. That's what it says. <laughs> what? You know what? It says world's worst mom oh. from, from her it kid. It says Lizzie Warden took an axe, gave her in mates 20 wax it's a real listen guys to all my fans oh, out there Lizzie listening Borden, nice um, yeah, i got it yeah all you guys listen to dungeons of daddies right now that get that lizzie Borden reference <laughs> just want to say i see you i appreciate you and hitting me up on twitter being like cannot believe they did not laugh at that lizzie Borden joke and i understand <laughs> i understand i feel the same way if you gave me the power i'm making this a bad mom not only does the rock say that but she's so twisted that she's like oh you gave me a shitty rock i'm keeping that on my desk because i don't respect the child <laughs> nice. she sucks she's a shitty ass no. mom i hate her wow. she sucks and i'm about to pick it up and kind of glance at henry and ron like uh trying to signal like should i get rowdy right now henry gives daryl the official dad sign of like if you're ready to start some shit i'll back you up which is the reverse up nod the <laughs> the, the sup uh the sup as the henry sup. is supping to daryl he's also going to try to tap ron on the back and cast stone skin to turn ron's skin as hard Ooh. as stone oh cool so he's gonna simp for daryl and get ron rock hard yeah um, okay <laughs> love it all right so she opens up her desk and you see her pull out a hatchet okay. now ron why don't you roll sleight of hand 
Hell yes. 19 plus 322. Holy shit. In that desk, because I'm the DM now, in that desk, when you open it, you can quickly see a lot of letters from her kids, and they're all like, I hate you, mom. <laughs> you, mom. I hate you. I know you keep these in your desk. That's why we're never coming back. We love dad. We hate you. You're the worst mom. I, I'm mad that you're a prison warrior. You don't spend time with still, It still feels like Elizabeth Warren is a real person to yeah. me. So she, she, I know. she raises the hatchet, and as get. she sees That's you looking you at those fun, letters. Fun names. As she sees uh-huh. you looking at those letters in her desk, she goes, those are all written ironically on backwards day. My kids love me. And she brings the hatchet down and you pull you pull your hand out at the proper time and it slams. It just hits the wood on the desk. Now I do feel bad, but I take the rock and I smash it down on Elizabeth Warden's arm. Roll your attack. This is your surprise round. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, is it horrible that I just like, I feel bad about hitting her in the face with the rock? No. This is what you get for making a fun pun title with a real person. Now you feel awkward about, and it stops you from doing what you need to do. It's all fun and games when David Boreanaz is drunk and having a good time, but when you gotta (laughs) fucking throw down now, you feel awkward. No, this is D&D. All bets are off. Jesus Christ, I got a one? What the fuck? Okay, well, the one, it doesn't matter what your bonus is. So you swing down with the rock that says your shitty mother or whatever the hell it says. <laughs> As you swing down with all this force, Elizabeth Warden effortlessly just grabs your wrist oh, and God. twists it. She goes, oh, you were going to try to beat me and help your friend escape? Well, I have a plan for that. And she fucking <laughs> wrenches your wrist <laughs> and the rock comes out of it. And then I use my second attack. And then as a bonus, I evoke rage. And with a 17, okay, I headbutt her. Holy Ooh. shit. Okay. So, so uh, let me really quickly search D&D Beyond for an enemy stat block that seems to match Elizabeth Warren's kind of vibe. I literally voted for her. I was so proud. It was like one of the first Democrat primaries I voted in. Elizabeth Warren, this hurts me. This I feel like this is a psychological game from Anthony to make us not get into combat or something. I didn't come up with this name. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's well. That was well. What's wild is that she's like an elk too. Like I can't imagine like her having horns and stuff like that. Oh, no, she's, she's an Elf with She's an L. Joey, <laughs> wait, did you just wait, wait, this was a time you thought this was an L? You know what? No, no fuck it. It's an L. By the way, Anthony said an elf with suspenders, so you heard an elk with an suspenders. An elk with suspenders, yeah. Very good. I thought that she was an elk. Yeah, I guess I didn't nope, think she's about... she's just an elk. Oh, she's just, the entire time she's been a completely four-legs elk who is, has worked very hard to get where she is How right now. she grab Daryl's wrist with her hoof? Yeah, the hoof. Yeah. Like, she catches her hoof. Daryl's wrist. Wow. Let me see if 17 is going to beat... Attackers win ties on attack rolls. And now that I've said that, you know what her AC is. So you successfully headbutt this fucking elk, which is actually way cooler now that we know that she's an elk. Yeah, now I feel less bad. And her head reels back and... uh the, the knights uh, speak into their wrists. As all this is happening, you hear an alarm start blaring throughout the prison. And with that, we will transition back to Glenn in his private fast time cell. So when we last left you in uh, what we now know as the doo-doo room, you had cast, <laughs> what was it, banishment? Banishment, which I still, I gotta say, I gave myself a good week to kind of mull it over. I can't come up with a good real-world explanation for it, so I'm going to say this is what happened. What happened was the reason why Glenn can magically do banishment is that Glenn invested a lot of his time in crystal-based energies (laughs) as a young man. And, of course, crystals don't work in our world, but he was saving up 
karmic crystal energy that he didn't even know was in the bank. And so when he cast all those J.O. crystals finally paid off. <laughs> so when he cast banishment, he actually cast a spell without realizing it. It'll happen once. It won't ever happen again because he spent all his built up karma. You know, it's OK if you cast spells in this game of Dungeons and Dragons. That's allowed. No, no, no. Glenn is not a magic man. He's just good at guitar, likes Christmas music and built up a lot of spiritual energy that he spent in this world just now. OK, when we last left you, you had cast banishment on a guard who had basically the magical doorknob needed to get out of this room. So you are once again inside of a locked room with seemingly no way of getting out. And the guard called for help, right? Yes, she did. She spoke into her fantasy equivalent of a wrist mic and basically was like, oh, shit, something's happening. You hear a clamor on the other side of the door. I'd like to perception check or investigate to try and figure out how many sets of footsteps and clamors do I hear on the other yeah, side. Yeah, roll perception. That will be uh, 18 plus 422. Oh, wow. So you know that it is exactly four sets of footsteps. Fuck. You hear them get close and then you hear the footsteps stop because that's what people tend to do when they reach a door. Before they can like get the door open, I'm I'm back up in the little alcove again, hoping to maybe do this move again. Okay, great. And you see a glowing circle appear in the center of the door and the circle begins to rotate and shimmer. And you hear this like grinding. And after a moment, the circle pops out on your side of the door, like boop, like somebody like magically <laughs> drilled it through. I'm thinking like those old cartoons where they like Tom and Jerry, when they break into a glass like thing and they it's do exactly that perfect that. circle etching of glass, except when he hits it, the whole door falls down and the circle stays in place. <laughs> <laughs> that gag gets me every time, by the way. It's like when Garfield is like going up to a cake and then he cuts out a single slice of cake and you're like, oh, Garfield's watching his figure. And then he takes all oh, the cake but he's except actually for that getting slice. The whole cake. Oh. What is the name of that joke? Because it's one of my favorite jokes. The inverse cake slice. I don't know. The small portion of the thing is not the thing that you expected to get <laughs> moved gets moved oh i love that it's dude quality how big is the circle that just popped out it is basically a cylinder as long as your forearm and about as thick as well not your forearm because you're an extremely buff boy but as thick as a normal nice. human being's forearm so it's like a big tall can of monster energy drink that came out i couldn't have put it better myself yeah <laughs> you hear some more speaking they go, get it, get the sleeper, get the sleeper. I want to throw my voice and like pretend to be the guard that I just banished. Okay. Well, does throwing your voice confer you the ability to perfectly mimic a voice? I guess not, but I figure they're hearing me through a hole. Well, and I will, you do have performance checks, so you can try to. I do have performance. Yeah. Yeah. They're listening at me through a, a can of Monster Energy Drink size hole. I have a performance thing. And then also I'm going to cover my mouth a little bit. So it sounds like, you know, I'm muffled through the, the helm. So I figure I would give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Give me a performance roll. I want to shout down. Oh, no, he's he somehow escaped. He somehow escaped and locked me in here. No, quick, open the door. Break the door down. All right, give me a performance check. This is disgusting. 15 plus 14. What? 29. Jesus. I got plus 14 on this shit. Christ now, alive. You perfectly mimic my already perfect Cockney accent. Uh, and you hear on the other side of the no door. No generational loss. Perfect copies each time. Exactly. On the other side of the door, you hear, he must have gotten out somehow. Listen, listen. Oh, we got to get the door open. For forget the sleeper. And you hear the sound of something being rolled away. 
And then you hear <laughs> and Glenn pulls his collar, go, ooh, that was a close one. <laughs> you hear deep, loud chunks as the hinges are lifted off. Like, you know how you, there's that little pin in a hinge that you can sort of lift off if it's an old style door? Actually, true for all hinges for the most part. Oh, I, I could just grab a hinge and just like or use pliers or whatever. That's cool. Not pliers. You got to give it a real shellacking. But yeah. Think about it. how do you think they make a hinge? Fuck. Yeah, dude. The only reason I know that is because <laughs> of the true Barrymore film uh, Ever After in which Leonardo da Vinci sees that Drew Barrymore has been kidnapped and doesn't have the key, so he just pulls the hinges off of the door, and they go, wow, Leonardo da Vinci goes, yes, I'll go down in history as the man who opened a door, and I'll be like, that's the one thing I'll take away from this film, and it stuck with me. <laughs> they pull the hinges off the door, the hinge pins off the door, and then sort of, like, creak the door open, like, pulling hard as they can, and the door is open now, and they're streaming in, four strong knight-looking chicks. And then I'm gonna throw my voice and be like, He's got me down here. I'm trapped. He's got me all tight. Come free me quickly. Why don't you roll both performance and stealth? You're going to need to pass both. Okay, so performance was a 5 plus 14, 19. Yeah, so you're never going to fail performance literally ever. So cool. And then stealth was a natty 20. Jesus plus 8, Christ. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So you've unleashed the beast. So all, I, I, I feel powerful. All, with your 20, all four guards rush through the doorway beneath you, uh, not noticing you in the arch above them. And they're going, oh, 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 they're just all saying oi a lot, trying to find. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. And then a clank of armor as they <laughs> yeah. descend the stairs. They basically get to them and go, oi, wait a minute, where is you? I'm not even there to hear that because by the time they clear the landing, I've dropped down like a Spider-Man, all right. like Blade, but Spider-Man. I do a Blade pose. Yes. I fall from the ceiling. I go straight into the Blade pose. I hold it for like a good full second so my rat friend can see it. He goes... <laughs> that's applause if you can't hear that and then i'm gonna pop out the door and take a look at like what do i see outside the door i'm getting out of here all right i'm looking specifically for that thing they rolled out of the way the sleeper as they called it yes so the thing that they rolled out of the way looks to be a large artificial lung except you know that it's not artificial it looks to be a large organism that still has somehow some blood pumping through it it's a lung attached to a very large hose that is also on wheels and the hose is almost the exact diameter of the monster energy drink sized cylinder that they poked out of the door <laughs> you can feel it breathing you can see some like colored air some smoke within it that is moving around i'm gonna speak to this organism okay and i'm gonna like put my forehead on it and then we go my friend do you wish revenge upon those who have enslaved you <laughs> uh and i'm gonna try and persuade it to like expel as much sleeping gas into the space behind me as I can as I continue on my trek. Great. Go ahead and roll persuasion and get your fucking 35 or whatever the fuck you're going to get. Uh, 24 total. <laughs> so you feel distinctly the sense that this lung, while it does not have the full mental capacity to answer you with words, it vibrates in agreement. And the hose at the end of it begins to point toward the door. I'm like, Godspeed. And I'm going to continue moving on as it dispels sleeping gas yep. into the space behind me. So you see the lung begin to compress behind you and pink gas expels from the end of that hose into the cell that you just spent basically eight years of your life in. And you hear a, like a, what's that? Oi, what's, uh, what is it? Oh, no, is this? Oh, God, get out. Oh, get out. Oh, we got to We got to get out of it before we. Oh, oh. wee, 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 wee. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Each of the guards has a feather on their face that gets blown up when they exhale and it almost touches them on the lips and then they exhale again uh, so you know they're sleeping. 
Actually, no, sorry. One of the Japanese, there's a big bubble coming out of its nose. Ah, uh, big bubble out the nose. Yes, very good, very good. And I'm about to run up the stairs, but I stop. And I turn around and I like put a hand on the machine. I say, good work. You've gotten revenge on them. Now it's my turn. Okay. And so I assume it's going to stop like pushing the gas oh, out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess stops. the gas is just going to still be there, right? Yeah, it'll. It, I mean, it dissipates after a while, but it'll be there. For I, a here's while. what I want to do. I want to hold my breath and like run in and like try and get dressed in one of the suits of armor. Okay. Yeah. You basically have to wait a pretty long time for it to dissipate, but you can also just do a constitution check or save, I guess, to go in and not fall asleep. It has certainly stopped pumping the gas in, so it won't be as hard as it would have been had it been actively pumping gas in. Ooh, I only have a plus one. Okay, speaking to the little my little rat friend, I'm going to be like, Sleep with one eye open. I'm going to hum Metallica to myself to get myself pumped up. Okay. Uh, and the, and the rat is, is, is like slowly like its head's moving. Head and then as you get to the chorus, yes. your head starts fucking banging once you hit the Enter Sandman chorus. <laughs> so I give Bardic Inspiration to my rat friend. And I tell him, if I'm not back, like pretty soon wearing armor, I need you to come and like bite me awake. Okay. So it goes <laughs> and nods. So I'm going to hold my breath and run in now. Okay. So it's a constitution, constitution saving throw. 10 plus 1, 11. <laughs> You've gone down for like surgery or something like that, right? And they're like count down from 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how in the back of your mind you're like, I want to see how far I can get. And you're like, I could probably get to like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 Yeah, or you're 40. like, I'm going to get to 1 and it's going to be really awkward. And then by the time you think that you're like awake again yeah, and it's yeah. like done. So yeah. with that same degree of confidence, you run down the stairs. Roll dexterity as you're going down these stairs. <laughs> Nine plus three, 12. So as you're running down the stairs, confident that your strong, strong lungs, your strong, strong legs and your strong, strong left arm will allow you to survive the sleeping gas that you've uh, suffused this chamber with. It immediately begins to take control of you and you feel woozy (laughs) as you go down the stairs and you trip and you fall and you hit your head on the stone floor of the stairs. And above (laughs) you, you hear a squeak, 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 squeak. And so the, <laughs> the rat's going to run after you now, and I'm going to have the rat roll. So the bardic inspiration is an extra, what, D8? D10 now. Oh, D10. Level. Nice. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> it rolled a three, so I'm going to go ahead and roll that D10. No! Actually, it doesn't no! matter because it's not going to be 15 no matter what. It, again, eight. The rat goes, squeak, 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 and then starts rushing into the cell worriedly. And it has just enough time to see you on the ground with a very, very small, not so much that you should be worried, but a very small pool of blood near your temple. And it goes squeak. And then just sort of falls over and falls in the exact same way that you fell and tumbled down the stairs. <laughs> and it somehow manages to land exactly such that it looks like the two of you are spooning. And it's very cute. <laughs> like right under my hand. Yeah, right under like, your hand. It just perfectly slides through. So you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. A couple of guards see you and they go, oh, oh, looks like an escape attempt. Oh, look at him cuddling. That rat is so cute. And they take a deep breath and. I'm going to roll a die. Am I going to single handedly remove every guard from this prison <laughs> with this accidental Hitman esque <laughs> trap? Yeah, it's like a Hitman when you just like you know? <laughs> set the fucking puzzle to electrocute and people just keep coming and checking the bodies and getting electrocuted. So with a nine constitution roll, those two guards fall asleep as well and just, just and they clang down into the pile of bodies at the bottom of the stairs here. And then presumably an indeterminate amount of time later, you hear more people. Oh, what's all this then? Uh, But these ones, I think, see the sleeper. They see a bunch of guards asleep. I think they're going to 
stay on the outside of the door and they go, somebody's got to get the doorman here. We need to fix this door. Oh, they got a whole new door? Yeah, they, a doorman it, comes in and builds a door. So you're telling me that they have sealed me in here with six, six other guards. of the guards? Yeah. <sighs> you were sealed in with six guards and the process of them building this door takes a few years. What? <laughs> what? No, come on. Andy, I had it. I was out. <laughs> you went back in. I was fucking out. You gave me a ridiculous check. I, I didn't, I didn't say go friend. back inside the place with the sleeping gas. I didn't even say turn the sleeping gas on. Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson. Anthony Birch is our DM. Will Campos is Henry Oak. Beth May is Ron Stampler. Jimmy Wong as Jody Foster and myself. Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxson Waller. Courtney Theron is our content producer. Ashley Nicolette is our community manager. And Robin Rapp is our transcriber. Beth May is our resident poet laureate. And she has her debut book of poetry out February 12th. Are you kidding me? It's called The Immortal Soul Salvage Yard. You can check it out now by clicking the link in the episode description or pre-order it on Amazon at bit.ly slash bethpoems. Support the arts. Check out her book of poems. Order the book of poems. Enrich your life with poetry in the same way our fine patrons enrich our lives. So shout out to Aubrey Tucker, Curtis, Void, there's a zero there instead of an O, but I don't know how to pronounce that. Amy Nineman, Lee Martinez, Lachlan Doherty, Chris Chevrier, Justin Muna, Kevin Linares, Lizette Chapa, Matt Snyder, Ali D, Sean Clavin, David Burnett, Serena H, Zeladina, Cassandra Chan, Bonnie Sams, Diego Martinez, and Melissa Mendez. Thank you all so much. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. There's tons of great extras on there. This month, we're going to start doing some daddy adventure modules for all you DMs which are custom-crafted 5E-compatible daddy shenanigans that you can run in your own campaigns. That's at the elite level. There's plenty of awesome extra stuff at every level. Get ready this month, too, because we're going to be releasing the stretch goal bonus Gungans and Daddies, all that jizz set in the Star Wars universe, which has nothing to do with the current campaign where we follow a jizz band who witnesses a terrible crime as they evade bounty hunters and get into all kinds of Star Wars shenanigans. Matt's character, by the way, I think is going to be a fan favorite. That's patreon.com slash dungeonsanddads, and you will get this campaign for free if you support us at any level when it comes out later this month check out our merch at bit.ly slash dad merch and that's in all caps follow us on twitter dungeons and dads reddit.com slash r slash dungeons and daddies for the subreddit thank you so much for listening next episode's coming at you february 22nd so we'll see you then there was a time when you could read between the lines you know they never brought you down never brought you down Is the guard just sort of like cross-legged? Uh, the head guard comes and goes, What are you guys doing? Oh, I can't do a Bernie impression. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? <laughs> oh, nice. With mittens, that's funny. I look at the guard and I say, funny. I'm once again asking for your help and getting our friend out. Mm. Um, oh, God. This is insufferable. <laughs> 
Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals and then automatically invests your money for you. You ever seen a big squirrel? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, Beth, I felt like a big squirrel when I was using Acorns when I was squirreling away my paycheck money away into investments. Very easy, very easy to use. The rock uses sometimes, it. The rock yeah, uses sometimes it. Sometimes I see a squirrel so big, I'm like, is that dangerous? <laughs> uh, Acorns was great because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about how the stock market works. It made it very, very simple. It was a very simplified way of getting into it. It divides things up, and the portfolios that are pre-built are just like, yeah, sound portfolios. Hmm. Head to acorns.com dungeons or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Clients' testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote a few important disclosures at acorns.com slash dungeons. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC. Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by him. Boing. Boing. <laughs> your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. What? It is? Wait, what? Why was it your sex life is not important and you're pretty free? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may not have the time to go to the doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction, but through HIMS, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. The dream. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name okay. treatments Hello. like Viagra, or generic alternatives worth the 95% cheaper. Do they have Flintstone versions? Wish I had I'm a generic alternative sure. to my wife. I'm pretty sure that Hanna-Barbera Dude, I want whatever Barney Rubble's eating. That, guy, <laughs> that guy's got to go You see, they got Man. so much energy that they can drive a car with their feet. <laughs> the process dude, is Barney simple. Barney was punching above his weight limit. Like 100%. That's true. He didn't skip leg day, dude. He had thighs, dog. Barney Marty could grip me between his thighs any day of the week. Time the process is like, simple. It's <laughs> process simple, 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their side. The medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed if ED is getting used Dude, down. Dude, Barney probably wears that, just like that long shirt so that he could just like roll it up at any time. His <laughs> dick is right there. Oh That's God. why he's wearing that long shirt. It's time you join the hundreds of thousands of trusted him subscribers to get treated. <laughs> Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash daddies. Get as hard as the Stone Age. <laughs> Hartman's nice. are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.